In a world of voices, is anyone really listening? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Intentional, the podcast of life-giving conversation. Today's episode is going to be kind of a deep dive. I invited my friend Tandile on to join me in a discussion on world events, vulnerability, and suffering. You know, each episode of this podcast has been a real different flavor, but I think that's a good thing because all of our conversations are different with different people. So join me today for a discussion of questions, ideas, and just following bunny trails. Tandile, everybody. All right, we're on. So uh, I need you to tone down the swearing, honestly, because it's just too much for the platform. <laughs> I just thought of that in the moment. I didn't even plan that one. Oh, my goodness. Um, so I'm really excited for this podcast to just have a conversation. You and I have joked about having a podcast for, I don't we know, however have. long now. And, you know, from sitting at that round table and the podcast table and... Yep. having those great conversations i I'm, i've been so looking forward to this the moment i felt like god was leading me to start a podcast i was like i know is going to be one of my guests so uh, thank you for agreeing to do this uh, well thank you for having me i mean it's my pleasure and i'm so excited i'm so excited i honestly our conversations are some of my highlights from dts you know those discussions and yeah so i'm really excited yeah it is, I'm, I know, me too, I'm so excited. So today I kind of wanted the theme to focus on the times and all the craziness that's going on. But when I was doing my, my prep, there was one thing that like convicted me. And it's like, you know, when we're looking at the news and we see all this crazy stuff going on and tons of division, um, and like, it's really easy to roll our eyes and be like, oh, those stupid people like those stupid stupid people yeah and, and it you know so like my question kind of was to myself like who's the them in my mind and honestly everyone's them like literally on both sides I'm like you're both idiots you know um and I think it's easy to focus on like those people and not really think about how I'm contributing to the problem and so I kind of wanted to start that off as just like a baseline for the discussion of you know rather than like getting into us and them or just saying them and everyone being like yeah they suck you know being just be like you know where where are we in this and specifically as christians where what are we called to and you know yeah i don't know so that it was just really convicting because it's so easy to be like oh yeah those anti-vaxxers or the people that storm the capital or the people that say it's the mark of the beast you know we can label dozens and dozens of groups of all of this or the people that wear five masks yeah you know like there's tons of people (laughs) that like you can just say you know what i'm better than okay yeah but that's not that's not the kind of um attitude we're called to so that was just kind of an opening thought cool cool no but absolutely because um i think one thing that has been i always think of you know anytime i i become slightly like oh my gosh you know i can't i can't believe you think that way or i can't believe you just said that which happens a lot more than i'd like to admit that's the truth but 
I always think to myself, like, I very well could be in the wrong here. You know, I, I could be the stupid one. Well, you know, not stupid, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not that low. I'm not that low. Um, actually, you never know. So I, yeah, that's it. I think it's a good, it's, it's a good way to start and not thinking that we're above, you know, falling short or making errors or thinking that, um, you know, we, what is it? Even sincere, sincere people can be sincerely wrong. So, you know, it's just like, we're all prone to it. Let's just, let's not allow pride to come in and convince us that we're not. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm reading this book right now called Knowing God by J.I. Packer. Uh -huh. And it's been absolutely like a phenomenal read. Um, and it's been really challenging. And like the last three chapters were the wrath of God, the judgment of God, mm -hmm. and the severity of God. And Fantastic. so I was like, this is uh, a lot. Um, but like one thing that it really challenged me on was my view of God was much too small. Mm. And it was focusing on what I wanted to see of like, uh, there was a quote in there that they shared as inaccurate, which is, you know, it's God's job to forgive me. And it's actually not his job to, mm. you know, do that. He does it out of the goodness of his grace, and, yeah. you know, his wonderful character, but it's, it's not his job. But, you know, in reading all of that, I was really forced to confront the idea that I have been keeping God in a box for a while. Mm. And yeah. I haven't been allowing him to be as big as he is. And so it's limited everything, really, as far as how I'm looking at this or what he's doing in the world or, or where he is. You know, I just yeah. want to see him in the good stuff that feels good for me, that's kind of comfortable. And anything else, well, <clears throat> we'll just leave that aside and, and kind of ignore it. Yeah. And I was, in doing that, I was kind of depriving myself of worship, I think, almost, of like, mm. I don't understand this. You're so big. Right. But like, we just leave it to you. And uh, I don't know that that's been something I've been meditating so much on this week because yeah, it's cool when he's big. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think about two weeks ago, a friend of mine came over and, um, you know, and we're having this discussion and, you know, we're talking about all the restrictions and I'm thinking, where are we supposed to make new friends? You know, I, I told mm -hmm. him like, where are we supposed to meet new people? And then of course the whole subject comes up of, yeah, where am I even supposed to marry a potential life partner? You know, where am I supposed to meet them? Yeah. And and um, and I remember, yeah, and you know, and she said, you know, Tendile, like we we should not put handcuffs on God, you know, like, and I thought, ah, I never quite saw it like that, but our own way of thinking can sometimes limit him. It doesn't mean that he's limited by us, you know what I mean? But like, we limit how to an extent how he works in our lives actually you know mm -hmm. and uh yeah. and I thought okay well <laughs> perspective yeah. there you know yeah and, um, it, it really is true and, and I think that's true for like a lot of areas with God that like we can withhold God's grace for ourselves you mm. know he never stops being graceful but we're like yeah. actually no I don't want to receive it and so we don't have any grace in our lives and I think that's equally true for what he can do that it's like oh well he couldn't actually do that well if we don't have the faith yeah. to to like stand in, in the ask and pray like well well guess we're not gonna see it and we miss yeah. out on so much so yeah much. yeah it's yeah. true yeah okay so now moving towards like the actual discussion i i feel like the whole thing I this mean. whole conversation <laughs> is gonna be like lots of bunny trails of us exploring which is good i'm good That's with that great we love yeah, it <laughs> i enjoy it i honestly i've been looking forward to this so much it's uh, like, I haven't smiled this big in a while. Oh, same here, girl. Um, 
So the one thing I kind of wanted to talk about, I don't know if you feel this way, but like the whole like 2020 is kind of a joke sort of thing of like, you know, it's, it's just like the meme of like, oh, 2020, Mm. it sucks. And to the point that whenever anybody says the phrase 2020, I'm just like, ugh, here we go. And someone's going to make like some joke about like, oh, it was the worst year. And like, it's weird because like there was so much like pain and suffering Mm. and loss in it, but there was also like some really like good stuff that went on. But I don't know. I, why do you think we like are so quick to like put a judgment on it and just be like, oh, it's like it's just a joke and we laugh about it, you know? Yeah, I I mean, I think it's sad with humans because I, I sometimes feel as though the negative things always spread way faster than like mm-hmm. the positive yeah. things. So it's like, what is it? Misery loves company. So you have someone, you know, this one bad thing happen and then the whole world will know about it. And, and it's like... Okay, but are we as enthusiastic to share good news or like the good news, you know, when, yeah. when something great happens? It's for some reason we're just kind of weird like that as humans. I, I don't quite yeah. quite get it. But I also think that with 2020 as well, and just as I was thinking about this, is um there's a lot of tension, you know, and we really I don't want to say for the first time in our lives, because that's not true, but I think that for a huge part of it, we were forced to live within this tension of there's so much good that's happening, you know, but at the, <clears throat> but at the same time, there's a lot of tremendous pain and grief and, you know, and sadness for other people. And it's just learning to be, to, to have those moments of joy and not feel bad about it, you know? It's mm. like there are times where I'm like, well, you want to share good things happening, um, but then you think, oh, wait, no, 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 I, 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 I don't want to say that because then this is 2020. It's supposed to be the worst year. So let's yeah. just stick to the theme. But at the same time, yes, let's live and be sensitive to what is going on and the pain and um, and the deaths and all of these things and not kind of, I don't know, just because like if you're in a good place as well, don't kind of think that everything else is going okay because you're in a good place because that's yeah. also another era that you can make. So I don't know. It, it's it's we we you have to you you have to learn to live with that. I think you know where it's like yeah. both sadness and joy at the same time, um, and remain grateful. Like I can still feel pain for someone else, but also remain deeply grateful for something that's happening and and for god and you know like all the good things and yeah yeah there's there's so much like subtlety to it like even for my myself i don't know about you but i kind of forgot half the things that happened to me that that year and and then i was um looking back over my journal and i was like oh Mm. i'm really sorry lauren that was really painful like there was a lot of stuff and i was looking back at it and being like oh i'm not happy with how i acted i could have done so much better and Mm. all this kind of stuff and then i i looked back at my journal and i was like i was in so much pain for a lot of it and you know and i think I'm, I'm, every time I have a conversation, I'm kind of amazed at honestly just how much stuff was brought up for them. And I'm like, no, but like, really, I went through a lot last year. And it's like, yeah, I know. I went through a lot, too. And it, it's re- weird how like, universal that is that like, everyone was dealing with like, so much baggage of like, yeah, this happened in your childhood. And now we're gonna bring it up. And it's like, why? Why? Why now? Let's yeah. just ig- ignore that. Um. But I, I think it's easy to just like shove all that away and mm. forget about it and kind of just have lighter discussion or just joke about like, ha, huh, this year, huh? And it kind of 
turn it into small talk in a way to not confront that pain and I did it I I yeah. know um but I think those moments that we can live in the subtlety and kind of break away from the the standard conversation mm -hmm. um and like just go deeper like and that's a big reason why I wanted to start the podcast is because I had a few conversations where someone broke the status quo of how we talk about the year wow. and yeah it, it changed everything for me. And at, like I was at an event and some friends of mine were also there and they said, "Ugh, we just kind of talked about politics and the climate the mm. entire time. And it was really boring. And I was like, oh, are you kidding me? I had some of the greatest conversations talking about what God's doing in their life. Oh, and I love that. I mean, first of all, I, I really suck at small talk. So that's why <laughs> I didn't have those kind of conversations. I'm glad because I... I'm the same. I think yeah, that's why so, we vibe so well because yeah, we both like so let's get into it. <laughs> yes, like what's your deepest pain? Tell yes, me about exactly. It. <laughs> yeah, so like you know, I just ended up having those kind of conversations, and it it meant everything to me because you know mm. I had been like secluded and separated for so long, and then like coming out and like hearing what God was doing, and I didn't even really see anything that God was doing in my life, even though He yeah. was doing things. But seeing that he was moving in someone else's was like, oh, wow, I bet you he's yes. probably using this to my benefit right yeah. now. And I don't know that it really spoke to me and challenged me and inspired me of, I mean, I again, I'm always wanting those kind of conversations. Mm -hmm. But just how much it can have an effect on someone yeah. to like expose yourself and, and go vulnerable of like, yeah, actually, I'm really struggling right now. Like, and honestly what a great time we're in that no one's gonna judge you because Legit. everyone's dealing with like so much crap like there's yeah. it, no one's looking at you and being like oh my gosh can you and if they are well then they are not attuned to what's actually going yeah. on with yeah. them so yeah absolutely and I think um one question that I will sometimes often ask my friends is how's your heart doing you know just like Instead of the, how are you doing? Because, well, yeah, I mean, you can say whatever, you know, and, yeah. and it would, and it would pass and, and no one's going to question it. But actually when you stop and think, okay, so how's your heart doing? How are you doing physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, mm -hmm. like all of those three aspects of your life. And I think that has led to much deeper conversations as well. And I think, um, one thing that has helped me is finding someone, you know, it's like I have someone that I basically trust, like with everything. They're a Christian. They're a bit older than me. Um, really amazing friend of mine. And I have days where I'm like, I just need to vent. Like, I just need to vent right now. Like, I hate this, you know, or this is what's frustrating me. But it doesn't end there. You know, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't become like a, kind of like a pity party. It may be a pity party for about five minutes. And then after that, it's like, okay, here's perspective, you know? And I think yeah. that's so important that like, yes, we'd be open and vulnerable, but like also again, like speak life into one another and, and not, and not stay there. And sometimes it's easier, but other times it's not so easy, but yeah. yeah. And I think there's also like a value in having like not sharing everything with everyone like yeah, yes absolutely being, being vulnerable about what what's going on but also knowing that like there I have specific people for those purposes that yes I'm you might not rant to everyone no. but you can share what God's doing yes with, not oh, everyone but with with different people but yeah. you know the person that you let see the raw you know I, I think that's an important uh line and yeah I, 
I, I, I, I never really can categorize things, but like, I feel like I've got different people that all like contribute different things. And I yeah. think it's just, as long as you have some form of outlet for those kind of conversations where you have, you know, like you said, even if it's just one person where like they yeah. can listen and you're not going to be judged. Oh, so valuable. So valuable. We need that. Everyone needs that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise it's just all bunched in and you go all concealed, don't feel like Elsa. I certainly have <laughs> no experience doing that. I have never done that at any point oh, in my oh, life. I, never. I can't believe that. No, Absolutely. Never. So, yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah. for God's grace. So, yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm very grateful for all all the stuff that's mm. that's gone on you know i i i've seen people go through uh, enough and then hit the other side and then just say it sucked and i don't know what the purpose was yeah. you know can we just that that part that is such a good point right there because i really and maybe especially in the christian world one we want to find an explanation for everything. I, mm. Well, not that we want to, but we're very tempted to do that. We, there's, yes. there's or, this or massive... assign like where it comes from. Like that was of yeah. God or of Satan. And like, right. this is why, you know? Yes, exactly. Like it is clear. Oh, this is happening. We're going to rebuke this. Or this yeah. is happening. This is the Lord testing me. But yeah. sometimes I know exactly what's clear. going on right we now. We yeah. don't know everything. And I get, I get so frustrated sometimes when... People rush to explain these things because I just, again, I just don't believe that we will ever get an explanation to everything and every little thing that goes on, or every hardship that goes on in life. It's just because then what's the point of that? Then then you're God, I guess. If, yeah. if you can sort of have him explain every single thing, I, I, I just don't think that's realistic. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, we just need to do, chill out a little bit <laughs> a little to these yeah I, I was just reading about that about like you know what we think wisdom is and mm. um he used this or he used a metaphor that he'd heard for wisdom which he didn't agree with which is that you know the air traffic control tower where you see where all the planes are where they're coming or where they're going and you have all this information mm -hmm. and he's like that's not wisdom that's what we think wisdom is of having all mm -hmm. the information and knowing but like that's really not what it is and honestly it, it really just comes down to faith of like yeah i don't actually understand this but i i trust you and i have enough wisdom for the next step and that's about yeah. it you know i yeah. don't really know why but i just know i need to go here yeah um and it, like it, even going to like ecclesiastes you know mm. where uh, you it. know if it's by you know solomon you know who's got all the wisdom in the world what does he say the entire time meaningless meaningless Everything everything's meaningless. meaningless and like yeah. throws the table up in the air and says stupid you know like yeah. he's just going on and on because it doesn't matter. You can you can be in the air traffic control tower and see all the planes coming and going, mm. but it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter because God's still God. And like yeah. That's an uncomfortable place to be. Like especially like when you're in pain or like when yeah. you when you've experienced loss or a a death, that mm. just hurts. Like that just hurts. Why do you have to go through that? Like honestly, yeah. why? And in the in the moment, there's not much of an answer that like can be given really but yeah that like when we when we're looking back at those things we can kind of, god will sometimes reveal to us what he was doing in them and what we can be like okay i, I see what you're doing um mm -hmm. and other times yeah we still don't really know 
what's going on. But we know he's still God and he's still good. And, and that yeah. should be enough for us. Yeah, and I think for me, actually, you know, the book of Job, I, I find quite beautiful in that sense. It's, I mean, it's obviously whatever, what happens to him is terrible. But what I do find beautiful is that sort of silence, you know, from God for a long time where all of a sudden all hell breaks loose and, mm -hmm. he's, and he's like, what, yeah. what is going on? What have I done? No explanation, nothing, you know? And it's like, guys, why all... Why then should we then demand God for an explanation? And you know what? And I think it's good that we go to him and, and seek him and, you know, but to sort of demand or make things yeah. up or be like, this is why coronavirus is happening. This is why it has been unleashed onto the earth. I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know. And I don't even care, to be quite honest, the reason for it. But um, I love this um, this quote I, I don't really know where it's from but it says i have learned to kiss the wave that throws me upon the rock of ages oh, you know I, our I, I heard that yes and, uh, uh, i i wrote it down yeah no it was in this book that i was reading ah, about wisdom nice. and I, like i was like oh my gosh it's beautiful yes. and that's but, like, it. it it really is true you know like whatever it is as long as it it, it points you to god and and you're you're forced to rely on him all over again like that's a good thing you know and um yeah and i just oh there's this verse also in ecclesiastes i can't remember where it's from um the exact you know chapter and verse so but you can look it up thank god for google <laughs> yes in fact you didn't want to have it memorized to challenge us to go <laughs> I mean, and right. home and read our bibles exactly. so it's an exhortation really <laughs> and um you know and you know uh solomon goes on and says you know sometimes Good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. And he lists all these things. And, um, and then he says, listen, all of this sometimes come down to time and chance, you know? And I, and I thought that was so brilliant because yeah. again, we don't have a formula to this plus this equals that. It's just, sometimes it just, it just happens and, and, yeah. and that's it. But we love formulas, don't we? Like, we love to be able to say, like, oh, if we do this, yeah. it, it makes sense. I love formulas. I'm not even going to say we. I love to have, like, a, a uh, if I do this and this, I know my relationship with God will yeah. be like this. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I, I want to have those kind of things. And I, 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 I've seen that a lot in, um, I think, legalism. Yeah. And, like, you know, well, we have these rules. And if we do these things, our kids will all be virgins when they get married. Right. You know, like, if we if we put these things in place and we, we control all these stuff, like, then, do then drugs, we'll get there. You know? And, yeah, fun. then they won't be bad kids. Yeah. They'll look really nice, you know? And well, it doesn't work like no, that. It... And I understand wanting to have, like, this end result and for it all to look nicely. But, like... I think we get so caught up in things that aren't even worth yeah. it. Yeah. You know, like so caught up in things that aren't even worth it. And um, I think we want to save ourselves from pain. And I don't oh, think absolutely. there's any way we can possibly do that. And I think God looks at things, who would have thought, totally different than, than, than how we look at them. And uh, I was looking in the book I was reading it. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep referencing oh, go it because it. it's just been like... <laughs> changing my life um it was took us back to like abraham isaac and jacob and joseph 
and just how much transformation they had over their lives. Like, Abraham was kind of a wimp and a weasel and easily uh, manipulated. And, like, yeah, his wife was like, go sleep with yes. this random woman. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, All right. And then she's like, now kick out that random woman. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, sure. And, you know, like, taking him from that and to who he is, like, when he's older, and he's still not perfect when he's older, but he's mm. c- considered as, like, this faith giant and this incredibly righteous man. And how, like... Even though he made mistakes along the way, and every single one of these, you know, kind of patriarchs makes mistakes, um, like, at seeing it and how God used each and every one of those things to draw them closer, mm. and how there was a purpose to every one of them. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe, like, teenage rebellion isn't the end of the world, and it's something God's using to draw them closer, or, you know, that period of, like, where you're at rock bottom yeah. and you just don't know the answer. Like, what happens if God's using all of that to draw you closer? Like, we, we can't speak to his purposes. What we yeah. see right now is, you know, only, like, a shred That's of what's it. really really important but it's much harder when you're like in in the pain and yeah. uh, it's it's blinding it's really really blinding which i think is why we need to have those things that like we cling on to yeah. that it's just like honestly memorizing like uh, what you don't even have to think about it it's just like it's there mm. that truth that you're like nope this is this is it um because yeah. when you're in those times of like honestly, what feels like spiritual bankruptcy, it's really hard mm. to spend three hours of the day, like in prayer time or in Bible. Like I know I certainly didn't do that. I mean, even if and you're you find not yourself... in spiritual bankruptcy, if you have a normal oh, day, I you know. have school, you I have, know. you know, you've got a job. Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. And so like, you can't really like, so sometimes it, there needs to be those moments where you draw on what was from previous seasons and I think storing up those kind of stuff is just so valuable yeah absolutely I I remember a few years ago this um woman from my church she was um just sharing like her testimony and on prayer and parenting and so on and she said pre having children you know she would spend her quiet time and hour and you know everything was nice and said and then you have children and you don't have mm. an hour to yourself. And um, and she said she would literally be just praying while changing diapers. And I thought, wow, that is actually so beautiful because this is it. You just you just get on with it. You don't have all the time, mm-hmm. but whatever you can and you don't sort of neglect your responsibilities, but you still can pray. You can still remind yourself of truths that you learned or, or that, you know, you know, and and. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah, and and he's just as faithful in that season as yeah. he is in the the season that you're like you know spending hours in your prayer closet. Exactly. I've yet to reach that point <laughs> in my life. I thought I would by now, but I still am not like the faithful prayer warrior I imagined myself that I would be. But it's not one of those goals. I show um, you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I I think honestly I don't know I don't know about you but I think I was a better intercessor as a teenager mm. and like as a child than I am now like I I I think I was more empathetic and sensitive then and yeah. so things broke my heart easier and so I was like I had and you also you don't have any answers you know I, I've yeah. said this many times to my friend but like when a little kid looks at a car he's just like oh it's magic you know and when you get older yeah. you're like oh, okay so this does this and this does mm. this I still don't really understand the science but like I know this 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 science that makes it work and I think as we get older we expect all these things to make sense and for us to understand it and I think 
when we're younger, we're just kind of like, oh, cool, it's yeah. magic, and and it's God. He he's he's doing all of that, yeah. and you know, I think God is just as responsible for the car going and the scientific process of all of that as he is like the miraculous healing yeah. that that takes place and. Oh, childlike faith. It's cool. It's exciting. I Uh, love it. I love it so much. Absolutely. I I think, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to go back to that, like really truly and just, and just sort of believe and, 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 and have that faith and not sort of think through everything 50 times before prayer. And honestly, sometimes I just get lazy to pray. I know it sounds Mm. stupid and sounds very unspiritual, but I, or I have moments where I'm like, I genuinely don't know what to say like Mm. um hi um thank you for this day you know sometimes I find it maybe you just don't have words at at night because then I've had a day I don't know I honestly like this is still something that I I'd love to grow more in because I I'm not good at this but what has helped me um is actually sometimes just praying in tongues actually you know like Mm. it's 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 done something way, way more, more different, like a different kind of dynamic, but consistency would also be really beautiful, <laughs> you know? Um, so there's yeah. that. No, I, I totally agree because like, and the, the funny thing is, is like, I think if someone heard me like pray in a group setting, they'd be like, oh my gosh, you're such a beautiful prayer. And like, I, I know how to use the Christianese words. Mm-hmm. I can throw in a Bible verse in oh, there, yeah. you know, but like, it's it's a different skill yeah. to be praying consistently like in your own private time and there are times where like I'm like I don't have any words yeah. and it's terrifying because it's like I know there are seasons where like I've had tons of words that I could pray forever and I'm like yeah. praying in Jesus name and all this stuff but I, you're right like honestly tongues has been like such a huge comfort because yeah. it's like I I I don't have any words because like, I don't I, even I know what I'm saying here <laughs> no I don't or, or like I don't know if you've done this but like you start like praying like five times and each time it just ends and you didn't even know it ended and then you're like oh I was praying I forgot yes, I was praying exactly. and at, I'm not proud of that no, <laughs> at, at this, I'm, but I think it's a a relatable struggle yeah and uh yeah. So to to anyone out there that thinks like I've got it all together as far as praying, I do not. It yeah. it is absolutely something that I, I have to rely on God for as well. Yeah. Like it's just another thing that it's that it's hard. I, you know, also like when I know I have to pray about something that's like really hard or challenging, I'll put it off because I know it'll be painful. Like the I I I put it off. Like there was um mm. I did a Beth Moore Bible study mm-hmm. and. I hate those stupid Beth Moore Bible studies because they challenged me so hard. Right, And uh, we were supposed to ask the question, what do you want? And I didn't want to ask it because the last time I asked that question, Mm. um, it was before I left for DTS and uh, my Bible study was all tear stained because it just like really brought out a lot of stuff that was broken and I needed help. Yeah. So, but and so I was like really hesitant to answer this question of like, what do I want? I was like, I, mm. I don't want to answer it. And so like, I put it off and put it off. And then I realized that like, when I asked the question last time, God revealed something. And then he spoke to me in one of the most beautiful ways he's ever spoken mm. to me. But, but what did I remember? I remembered the pain the and all, all of and, that at that yeah. time, you know, like, and I was like, wow, I have just completely let Satan rob me yeah. of the joy of such an incredibly wow. beautiful moment. Yeah. And like every time I 
confront my pain and I say, what do I want? Mm. And I ask one of those really difficult questions. It is one of the most beautiful moments yeah. of God speaking into me, like when, when I'm really struggling. And what lo and behold, when I asked that question, I was really struggling. And I was, and this time it wasn't sadness. It was anger. Mm. I was really frustrated about how this wasn't what I was planning. I yeah. wanted something else and I'm not doing anything right now. I want to do something. I want to go. Come on. What, what the heck's going on? Yeah. And like, I, I just wasn't aware of what I was even thinking mm. and how God spoke into that. Like, oh, so cool. But it, I'll never forget that I completely let Satan rewrite the narrative yeah. of of what happened. And I don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of, actually? It reminds me of um, Mark Parker week. <laughs> um, and, um, and when we had to sort of, you know, lay things down. And, you know, everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of us, I think, was struggling with, with the things that were really loved and valued and like laying it down because what does that even mean? Does that mean like God's just mm. going to take this away and never give it back to me? But I remember someone got up and they said, actually, I'm really excited to do this again because last time the things that I laid down, I saw how God took care of that, you know, and took mm. care of me and, and so I'm actually excited to do this again. And that like was such a perspective um, thing for me. You know, I think it was one of the staff. And I remember thinking like, wow, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't I, remember. But no, I, I know I know what you're talking about because I, I do remember thinking that as well. And I thought, wow, actually, that's that's a whole that's a beautiful perspective because it's so easy to see these things. as you know, like you said, the pain is highlighted. But actually, what are the good things that have come from that? And like, you know, like focusing more on that and, and how God and what God has done in hmm. that. So, yeah. He, he brings so much growth out of those moments. Yeah. Like I, the moments that I've experienced the most growth, most growth. And like, I, I don't know, I, I'm, I can very easily pinpoint several points in my hmm. life that it's like, and exponential growth and exponential growth and exponential growth. And they all came out of like really hard, uncomfortable times mm. that I was not, I would not have chosen for myself at the time. Yeah. Uh, and for some of them, I, I can look back and I can say, oh, I, I, I know what's going on and I know why that happened. And for others, I still don't know yeah. uh, why that was. And I think for for the ones that happened earlier in high school or, or earlier in my life, I can really clearly, like, I have no problem remembering what God was doing. Yeah. But there are others that it's like, I, I remember the pain. I really mm. remember the pain. Mm. And it, it has left a scar. Yeah. And I choose to focus on that far more often, I think, than the life that came out of that and how much growth he has brought. Yeah. Because because I confronted that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, he's good. He's, he's really so good. good. And like he he wants he wants to be in our pain with us. Like that yeah. isn't that the worst part is we pro prolong our own pain mm. because we don't want to let him in because we're like, yeah. "Oh no, you're going to make it painful." And it's like, "No, he's breaking the bone to set it right." Like yeah. that's what that's what he's doing. Yeah. Um I was I had one of those moments recently where um I don't know if you heard, but like uh, Ravi Zacharias and a lot, a bunch of women came out about yep. what was going on with him. Mm -hmm. And that broke my heart. Yeah. Like it really yep. broke my heart. 
And I was just struggling with so much. And I was like, well, here's what we're going to do. We are never Mm -hmm. going to enter a position of leadership because I can't be trusted. We're going to run to the hills. (laughs) And like, I I, I thought he had it. I thought he had it. And he clearly did not. And and so I was like, cool. So we're just going to hide everything under a bushel. Like, that's exactly what we're going to do. And like, I've seen what leadership has done to my parents. Like, Mm. it hasn't been an easy road. It's a heavy mantle to carry. They've... And, and I mean, like they they've struggled with it, yeah. and they absolutely feel like that's something that God's called them to. But it's not a popular decision of everyone saying, "Oh, you're such an incredible leader." Oftentimes, it's a bunch of people complaining. Like, yes, it's God. it's not like you know, as a kid, leadership was like, "Oh yeah, I want to be a leader. I want to you know win a Nobel Peace Prize. I had all these goals yeah. for myself." And now, I'm like, no, no, I want to like stay in like a really low level and so like I was going off about all this and my dad was saying that like well then you're depriving the people Mm. that are waiting for you to come into the room and like say those things and I was like all right then (laughs) exactly (laughs) no but yeah and and, like being so overwhelmed with like the the pressure of all of it to like get it right I was like I I just can't do it yeah so like I was struggling with all that and then I was like oh I have an idea why don't I take this to God Mm. and so great idea I know I don't even think it was my idea for sure. right. it was the Holy Spirit so I mean there's no good coming really from me in this Holy in this Spirit. scenario um we love him yeah. yeah um and so I was like Lord this is too much for me to steward why did you give me the gifts that you gave me because mm. I can't do a good job with this like the parable that always terrifies terrifies me is the one where he ends by saying to whom much is given much, much is will be expected yeah. and I was like I've been given so much. Like, how am I supposed to do anything with this? And like, he just spoke something to me. Like, I, I, I gave it to you because you were, you were faithful for with what I had already given you. Yeah. And I was like, well, and I was so like humbled. Like, I yeah. just, I just wanted to cry. And again, I was struggling with this huge burden that I put on myself to get it all right and to have it together. And lo and behold, that wasn't even mine to carry. Mm. And you know, it. It was so much more about, like, what he wanted to do and and his plan. Like, he gave Ravi Zacharias all of those giftings, knowing how it was going to end. Oh, and and isn't that also just, like, such a remarkable thing about God, you know? And, you know, of course, there's a lot of drama and all of these things happening. But actually, even when you look back in Old Testament, you know, God still used people, even though... He saw the ending. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. he knew what yeah, they were going to do. He, I mean, he wasn't blind to it. He didn't sort of wake up and say, oh, wow, this man has done this. I can't believe. And yet yeah. he still, he still uses, he still uses us. I mean, hello, like who are we? <laughs> I know. And, and I just, I find that so remarkable about God, but also man like that, that puts such a fear of God in me. You know, mm, when, when you have stuff like that, I'm like, Jesus, help me to, you know, again, being humble about this, but really praying and saying, Lord, I never want to put your name to shame. I never want people mm. to look at my life and say, this whole God thing is a joke. Like, I, I am terrified of that, you know. And then, of course, we can always talk about, like, how did this happen and blah, 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 you know, because for me, that has been such a, a huge processing. Um, 
and just asking like, but how does this happen? I know we're all human, but how about our accountability? Mm-hmm. But even if accountability exists, like no one can force you to be open, you know, like no one, no one can force you to be honest with what's going on in your life. So I'm, yeah, very much, very much grieved to an extent with, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's it. My, my dad said something to me that I was like, whoa, that he just said like, faith doesn't keep you from falling. Mm. It's humility and dependence on God. Yeah. And like this week has just been such a week of like fear of the Lord of like me, just like, I, I have to be on my knees. Yeah. Like I have to be on my knees because I know what I do with my spare yep. time. Like, it, and it's not assaulting women, but like it, it when what happens when you're small, like it's only magnified when, when yeah. you get, when you get into those positions of power. Yeah. And like, so if I'm wasting my time now and I'm, I'm not doing anything productive mm-hmm. and I'm doing what I want, what does that mean for when I'm at a place of influence? And I, I say, ah, I want to waste my time. And, and you know yeah. what? It's, it's, it's not a big deal. doesn't really matter. I just want to do what I want. And the yeah. consequences and stakes get so much higher. Yeah. But I was like, I, I, at the same time of like, being in a place like fear of the Lord isn't necessarily like a pleasant sensation, but like it felt so good to be on my knees because Mm -hmm. I was like, I know I'm going to fail. Like I I know I don't have it together, Yeah. but knowing I really don't, I really don't have to have it together. Like, and God knows that I'm going to do every single thing for at every single point, you know? Um, like this year has been a really interesting one, like this year, two months or whatever. (laughs) Um, like, uh, I've been journaling, like, just what my raw thoughts are. And you're like, well, of mm. course you would do that. But no, but no. I, I wouldn't do that before because, like, I know that's not a good thought of, like, actually, that makes me look bad. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna, we're not gonna say that. Um, and so, like, this year, like, I, I, um, I ended up quitting my job recently. Okay. And because I asked God for it to give me a sign, and he gave me a sign. And so I felt like, all right, it's time for me to, to move on. Mm-hmm. But after he'd given me the sign, I was like, I really wish I hadn't asked for the sign because now I've got to make a decision. And I was like, that's a bad look, Lauren. We're just not going to say that we said that. And then I was like, no, <laughs> we, we need to write that down Yeah, because like, we need to know that I was not like some like faith giant making this decision of like, I know, no, mm. I, I was terrified and I was not comfortable. And this was pushing my comfort zone. And I was saying, actually, I don't really like this. You know, like I was very much a Gideon in this whole process. Oh. I was not there like, you know, standing on, you know, standing in faith. So like, I don't know, I, that's been something that has been really like, I think it's all a part of humility, like making mm. sure God gets all the glory because I, yeah. I don't, I don't have it together, thankfully, yeah. because that's where pride comes in and oh, that's fun. Yeah. Humility. I, I, that is a continuous, um, continuous journey, you know, and, um, and, and to me, okay, again, I think if someone would ask me, what do you think is the most important characteristic in, in, a, in a Christian or not just a Christian, but like in your walk with God, 100% humility. And, and again, I'm not, you know, I'm not there yet, whatever that even means. Um, yeah. but I am constantly like reminded of that and, and so aware of my pride, man. Oh my, mm. oh my goodness. Like it's so bad. It's so yeah. bad. Literally like, this morning, I can't remember what I was getting annoyed about, you know, some situation. 
and I really felt the Holy Spirit be like, Tindila, stop being offended over stupid things. Like, just, just stop, <laughs> you know? And I was like, okay, you know, but like little moments like that where I'm re- I stop and question like, wait, why are you making this about you? And, ha, ah, anyways, help me, Lord. <laughs> help me no, I every know. day. I, I, pride's a, a thing for me. Like, uh, in, um, in the process of counseling and therapy, mm-hmm. I've discovered that my problem is inserting myself as the mediator <laughs> or savior of a situation. Mm. Uh, and guess what, guys? I'm not a very good savior. Uh, so, um <laughs> But, like, particularly, like, in my family, I'm like, oh, well, they can't express this. They don't have the words to say this. So I'll just explain it. Yep. You know, I'll I'll stand in the gap. And, like, I never understood why my siblings always got really irritated with me mm-hmm. when I would do that. They're like, just shut up. You're like, I'm, I'm trying like, to help. I'm arguing on your behalf, yeah. you know? Like, and I don't know. Like, I've realized in the past, it's been a journey of, like, two years now, mm. how that really isn't helpful. It's not really doing anyone any favors. Yeah. And, like... uh if my sister said something like and Lauren did it again this week and I was like look guys look we know this is my flaw okay (laughs) (laughs) and so it's but it's a journey of like oh yeah actually Lauren your voice isn't really necessary in um in in this in this moment like you're you're like it's okay to be silent for a bit and I think it's a part of it is like I I felt like I wasn't a part of a, a lot. So I was like, yeah. well, I need to insert myself. Yep. So I, I am relevant. And I don't, you know, I don't really think I have anything to say for myself because I'm not in tune with what's going on with myself. Mm. But I do know what they're saying. So I'll just speak for them and mm. insert myself. And, oh, it's it's uh, it's a whole thing. But it's, you're right. It is, it, again, it's absolutely pride of like, I, I need yeah. to do this. Like, it's, it's yeah. look at me. I'm, I'm helping you say thank you. You know, I think a part of it does actually come from, you know, this massive transformation that we had during DTS of like gaining your voice. And, you know, these are mm. amazing things and realizing the gift that God has given you. But one thing that I really had to learn quickly, um, you know, and I still have some regrets during DTS because of how I used my voice or maybe abused it to an extent, you know, um, but is that, that yes, you have a strong voice, but you still need to learn how to steward it. Like not everyone, you don't need to share your opinion all the time. Sometimes it's actually good to just shut up and not say anything, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and that's something I've had to learn and just be responsible for what you say. And like, the influence because you do have influence and that's something that I've really had to learn like the hard way and being like okay I can be secure in in actually not saying anything um yeah I for for me I've I've kind of been blind to this side for so long because um I I am an introvert and so I am quiet for a lot of the time and then the times that I feel comfortable in social settings like I'll I'll talk a lot and so people do think I'm extroverted but you know uh, um I I really am much more of an introvert and so it's like oh well words aren't really my problem Mm. and and then there's also like I don't really like confrontation or voicing things about myself and so I'll often silence those things about myself so I'm like oh my words aren't a problem and so I, I kind of use those kind of things as like, ah, see, I, I'm more likely to be silent, so I don't need to even a- address that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that's still not stewarding my words yeah. when I'm saying silent when I need to say something. Yep. 
But I was also saying things when they just didn't need to be said and getting myself involved when it was, mm-hmm. it was like, when I wanted to be, it, you know, it's, I have to bring it up because I want everyone to know, but like microphone syndrome, like we, we talked about this a lot, Tandy and I, yeah. of how like you put a microphone there, everybody wants to hold and speak into the microphone. Yeah. It's fun talking into a microphone. <laughs> I said to my sister, the worst part about this podcast is I've fallen in love with the sound of my <laughs> own voice. I, like, I really, I really do like talking into a microphone, but like, yeah. I think there's, there's something about all of us that it's like, yeah, I, I have something valuable mm. to say. Mm. And, and we want to have that moment on, on center stage where we're saying yeah. something and it's like, actually it was already said, or that didn't need to be said, yep. but you know, you're young, you're zealful you want to add something in. And so, you know, you, you go in and you stand up there and say, basically, I agree in a very long-winded yes. kind, kind of way. But yes. Yeah. Yeah, microphones, we love them. <laughs> we love them. We really do. Yeah. So. <sighs> oh, there was one thing I didn't mention earlier, but uh-huh. it, and now I'm thinking of it. Um, we were kind of talking about how you you had mentioned this, and I felt this way about um, you feel just kind of at peace about like not really understanding yeah um, how things work and just kind of sitting in a position um, of a face. Dare I say it? Do you ever feel guilty that that's like apathy? Because I feel guilty mm. a lot that I'm like I'm I'm apathetic. Like especially I I don't feel particularly like politically involved in in things like I'll I'll vote and participate but I don't feel like that's my focus and I often feel like really guilty about like oh maybe I'm just being like apathetic Mm -hmm. but on the other hand I also feel like it's a it's a conscious choice of like actually no I'm choosing to like not try and figure all of this out but I don't know that's that's just something that I I, that I always struggle with a lot of like is this like is this spiritual or is this like it just me being lazy about it, you know? Yeah, I think it's it's quite, sorry, I'm just shifting a little bit to get comfortable. Um, but yeah, um, it's, a, it's a really tricky one because I, like for you, I think maybe what you feel like politically with everything going on, I kind of felt that way with like the whole Black Lives Matter. And, you know, I mean, I know that this is super controversial, Um but there was a point where I thought to myself, I, yes, there are elements of things that I do agree with, but there are certain things that I just don't agree with. But then feeling like, wait a second, if I don't say anything, then I am a traitor. I am a traitor to my own people. If I remain silent, you know, this is not the time to be silent or I need to, to, to keep pushing this message forward and perpetuate this. And I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like what I really think will probably not be really accepted by everyone. Mm. Um, So I'm just gonna maybe not say anything and just have private conversations with people because I'm probably gonna, you know, someone's gonna come after me to chop my head and and say, I'm, you know, I don't know, I'm I'm a traitor or whatever. But I don't know. I think again, if if you really feel the need to um, to say something, or even if you don't feel the need to say something, like, that's also okay. Like, we should be okay with that, you know? But I just feel like a huge part of our society right now, especially with social media, it's everyone has an opinion. You have to have an opinion about this. Because if yeah. you don't have an opinion about this, like, 
you silence is violence silence is violence you know like yeah. little do you know you know what do you know what these people are doing behind behind closed doors you know and it's it's there's like this pressure that's put on us to like you have to say something about this and yeah i, I don't well, know. And i think like there's a bit like you don't want to miss out on uh you know the big event of history yeah you know like you, you don't want to like in the 60s you know there's the the civil rights movement yeah. you don't want to be one of those people that didn't participate you want to participate you want to be part of the people that are speaking up for for yeah. the oppressed and like there absolutely i agree there is a place for yes. that but absolutely. like i also i don't want to grab a pitchfork i don't and uh, for either side yeah um yeah and in fact there's not many things i want to grab a pitchfork yeah, about quite. honestly and like i don't i don't i feel like my talents could be used in mm. other ways mm. but i i don't know i i see especially it's specifically hard because i think in america politics and faith is very very closely involved especially like christian republicans yep. it's a very common thing that like that is the identity and that's yep. what you hold to and to be honest i i don't i don't hold to that identity yeah. i wouldn't say i'm a christian democrat either like right. i don't and I, that's a very common thing so you know it's not an unoriginal thing to say yeah quite. But, but like i just don't find myself like going down uh, uh, one path or the other. And um, it, I like, I, I'm not active on Twitter or saying anything about, <laughs> right. like, you know, what, what needs to go on. I didn't post the black square, you know, on blackout Tuesday, you know, like, How I'm, dare I'm not you, doing Lauren. This. I know <laughs> it's my white privilege. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm a racist. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think there is a place to speak up and, uh, and have conversations, which I, which I do. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I don't know. There's, I, it's, I always struggle with politics because there'll be a week where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get involved and read the news. And then I end up getting super bitter and angry. And I find my yes. focus is totally not on the kingdom. Yep. Absolutely not on that. I'm like, well, right. can you believe this corrupt politician and this corrupt politician and look at what this person's doing? Yeah. And to the point that I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to check out. And I feel bad for that because mm. I want, again, I want to be active. I want to be involved. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know what the, the right way of do, doing it is. Yeah. I mean, here's my here's my thing. You know, I think that sometimes it's easier to post something online, you know, to repost something mm. and, and, and sort of ease your conscience and be like, okay, I've done my good. I've done my good for society. I've reposted that. I've retweeted. Okay, cool. But actually is this actually doing anything to you and like to your heart? Like, are you yeah. having conversations with other people in real life, not, not in front of the whole world for everyone to see how great of a person you are, but actually mm -hmm. like, yeah. I think that we can still be genuine. And I think that's maybe far more valuable to mm. have more personal conversations with people, you know, face to face yeah. instead of like, rather than the common section wars. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't even like, I okay. I got caught up on that like once, you know, and I was like, Tendila, this is so stupid. Like, this is ridiculous, and that's the other. That's a part of why I sort of like deactivated Instagram because I would go in there and see something that makes me so mad, like so yeah. angry, and I'm like, wait a second, like, can we just calm down? First of all, there are people that think differently than you. How how you know how about that for 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 <laughs> you know just facts, and um. Yeah, I, 
we don't need to respond to everything. I really, I really don't think so, especially if it's not really led by God. Um, I think um, another huge part of it is we really need to filter things through the word. And I know that seems very Christianese to say, um, but actually, I really believe in that. I think that a part of our generation right now is there's all this information that's coming at them and there's all this activism and there's always an issue that's happening every single day somewhere else. Now we need to take our eyes off this and focus on that issue, you know, one week and then the following week it's something else. And like, um, there's, there's always like a, a more oppressed people group. Like, absolutely. you know, you think this one's the one Well, actually yes. you, you have no idea. I've got, oh, you have more no idea. Exactly. Actually, you know what? I'm a member of this very oppressed people group. So I win. like, this is the worst one. Actually, you know what? I'm in these two of these oppressed people groups. So I totally win. They're the most oppressed. Exactly. Like, and, yeah. and so it's like, you know what, in some ways, I am very proud of this generation in the sense that I guess they they are quite active in that sense and they do Mm -hmm. stand up for what they believe in. And I think that's a beautiful thing, right? Now, channeled into into the right thing, it's great. But I would like to see more more critical... I don't know. I I just... For me, one thing that I found super frustrating with Instagram is that a lot of things are very much like mainstream. You have to follow the mainstream uh, Mm -hmm. thought. And if you don't, then you're a homophobe, you're a bigot, you're, you know, all these things. But it's like, wait a second, can we stop and just kind of hear the other side out? But I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes people don't think that that's okay. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know. It's a tricky one. It's a very, like, real struggle, and I don't think it's one that's going to go away. I think it's only going to get more so as um, time goes on. But I I, I, I totally relate to that. Like, I'm judgy on social media. Like, I don't participate in the comment section wars, but I will read through the comment section board and and root for, you know, a certain people. Oh, and like, you know, know, like all the comments. you have my support, yes. you know, like, and I'm not liking yours. If there was a dislike, I would dislike mm-hmm. you, you know, and it's not, that's not helpful. No. It's like, it's not helpful. And and it's not even like political content. Like uh, my friend will post something like, I, I like frivolous, like totally mm. frivolous. And yeah. I'll be like, that was stupid. And like, I'll get angry about that kind of stuff. And it's like, Lauren, you are so judgy, like so judgy, yeah. like, uh, Oh, man, it, it was a problem. I, I deleted it for a while, and then I got it back because I wanted to promote the podcast. <laughs> that's, that's not a bad I, reason. I, I yeah, that's not a bad reason. But, like, it, it is a real thing. Like, I don't... Why why am I really on there, and what what's it adding to my life? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, often, most of the time, I don't find it's adding much. There are a couple things on Instagram that I find that are particularly life-giving. I yes, super recommend to the page Christian who cut, swear sometimes. Ah, I really cool like one. Christian group. Uh-huh. Um, they talk about like really uh, controversial topics of like, I'm really struggling in my marriage with this issue mm-hmm. and everyone will like comment if they share the same and like yeah. they talk about stuff that's like, oh, it's real. Yeah. I, I love it. So like if you're faint of heart, <laughs> don't yes. check it out. But like if you're into like real conversation, it's 
it's something that's very like life giving and yeah. and talking about that. But that's one of the few things and memes. I do love memes. Oh, memes. That's um, the thing I miss the most. You know, I, like, I love memes. Really, yes. uh, nothing will ever beat for me though. Um, the one that said like when you're on a different outreach team to your crush <laughs> and then it's Donald Trump saying this, this is, is the, the worst, worst trade, trade deal, deal in the history of history. trade deals, maybe, <laughs> maybe ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets me every time like I just nothing makes me laugh aloud like that one because it's like such a childish response I mean but it's such a real response let's be honest though the memes that have come from Trump are fire like oh, they are so good <laughs> absolutely yeah I know it's one of the greatest things that, yeah, that I, I, I I thank him for. I, I, I just sir, thank you for the comedic content. Honestly, you that's it. Exactly. <laughs> I I um I always love to share how there was a presidential candidate he was running against in 2016, uh-huh. and he forgot to renew the rights to his website, and so Trump bought the rights to his website. So every time he went to that candidate's website, it we it like rerouted it to Trump's, and I was like, that is the most pettiest wow. move. I have ever seen. Is it presidential? Probably not. Right. But as someone on the internet, I absolutely love it. And I just told everyone I ever knew about it because I thought it was the greatest thing. Like, can yeah. you imagine, like, you're really trying to run for political office and all of a sudden your website's just gone oh for eternity. Yeah, like, that's it. <laughs> that's awful. Like, that's real. Like, so many people must have lost their jobs. Like, have, oh, my gosh. Have you, um, have you seen the one from... Um, what is it? Four seasons at at like basically his someone in his administration was planning a meeting, and they thought they were booking it at the Four Seasons Hotel, and it ended up being like this dodgy area. Oh my goodness! I need to send it to you. It is hilarious. I have laughed so much about that. I was like, you know what? This this is the content we need. <laughs> Honestly, I'm. I'm so proud of how the comedic content has evolved over the years. Like, there was a while on Instagram that it was just, like, really cheesy, crappy comedy sketches that were like, this is just awful. But, like, honestly, the meme content, I I just give it up to those people making memes. Like, it's their full-time jobs running these pages. Like, well done. You really got me through a lot. And uh, I laugh aloud at many of them. Oh, yeah. It's it's really great. Same. Same here. Yes. So, well, I think that's a good place to close yeah. off uh, memes. Uh, wow. <laughs> very, like, honestly, though, laughter is a good thing. Yeah. Laughter is a very yeah. good thing. Absolutely. Yes. Especially Christian memes. I really love Christian oh, memes. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime you can roast, you know, either Karens, <laughs> um, which can I just say, like, you we and I are making we were. Karen jokes. Yes. <laughs> Way before it was a thing. For like, real. <laughs> Like we were, we were ahead of the curve. Like we well, were like, ahead of time, Lauren. Two years ago, we were hating on the Karens yes. and and in a loving way. Of it wasn't course. actually hate. Yes. Like we, we we weren't really talking about the political side of Karens. No, we no. are more just talking about Midwest about the women. Karens. Um, but uh, yeah, we were yeah. we were ahead of the curve. But yes, Christian memes all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, thank you so much for uh, doing this Tendele. This was Chef's kiss. Oh. Wonderful. So much fun. So I'm. I thank you. I just thank enjoyed you. it so much. So. <laughs> 
Thank you. Hopefully you enjoyed that just as much as I did. I'll close with the quote Tendile brought up from Charles Spurgeon. I've learned to kiss the waves that throw me upon the rock of ages. You know, that is not a simple concept. Often it feels hard to have this type of perspective when we're struggling in our faith or with our families or even at work. But I think we forget that suffering and struggle is something Jesus tells us we should expect, especially as Christians. But be encouraged in the knowledge that nothing is wasted with God. He can turn the lowest lows around for his glory. He works all things together for the good of those who love him. It might not always look how we might want it to, but he is faithful and compassionate to his children. So the question remains, what will be your response? This has been Intentional, the podcast of life-giving conversation. I'm your host, Lauren Armbruster. If you're looking forward to more intentional conversations, you'll find future episodes posted anywhere you listen to podcasts under the name Intentional, the podcast of life-giving conversation. Special thanks to my executive producer, Mr. Ronnie T. You have a story, and I'd love to hear about it. Or maybe today's episode brought up some questions for you, and I'd love to hear those also. You can find me on Facebook at Lauren Armbruster or on Instagram. I'll link both in the description down below. God is at work in your life. You are seen, known, and loved. Now let's rest in that truth. I'll see you next time.